This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, sir. Welcome back to hour number two. We're glad you could join us on this Tuesday evening, our Thanksgiving show. Uh, certainly, we thank everybody who took part in the first hour with our show, and uh, we uh, look forward to the guests here in this hour. As we said, um, up with you until 10 o'clock this evening. And certainly having a lot of fun. One of the things as we've kind of run the gamut, we talked to A.J. Scott, the head coach from Miramar, talking about his game that's coming up on Friday at 5 o'clock at Harris Field against Homestead. Uh, but we also talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming uh, NAIA playoff game between St. Thomas University and Kaiser University. That's coming up on Saturday at 1. Now we turn our attention back to high schools. Um Region finals, and uh, certainly there's a lot of teams in South Florida, especially Miami-Dade and Broward County, that will be active on Friday, and some pretty decent games coming up. Uh, somebody who's been following this thing for a long, long time, he's been on top of this year, probably more so than ever before, uh, Andre Fernandez from the Miami Herald is kind enough to join us. Andre, thanks so much for taking the time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and I know that you're excited about this Friday. Yeah, likewise to you, Larry. Thanks for having me on the show, as, you, as always. And, uh, yeah, I, it's funny. I'm, I am looking forward to Thanksgiving, being with the family, but I'm, I've got an eye on Friday because it's going to be it's gonna be a fun slate of games. I'm actually going to catch two of them thanks to some uh, fortunate scheduling and putting that Columbus-Western game at 4 o'clock. So, can't wait. Yeah. Well, that runs you right into the uh, to the big game down at tra- up at Traz Powell, so I'll be right right with y'all. And especially, there won't be any traffic because it's fr- everybody's off, so we'll we'll be able to make it basically right on time for for both games. Uh, I enjoy that I as well. So. Let's <laughs> let's look at that region final in 4M uh, Western High School nine and three, and they're the number one number three seed against number one seed Christopher Columbus, defending 4M uh, state champions, 10-2. Uh, and two. Uh, A lot of talent on both sides, both teams well coached. Talk about that game. Yeah, I mean, I like what Western has been able to do considering some of the set, some of the adversity they had to face at the beginning of the year, losing their running back and, you know, putting a lot of pressure on their offense to step up. And Davi Belfort has had a heck of a year. He came in to that program with a lot of expectations, thinking he could take off in that offense and even without uh you know my Tavani Mizell at the beginning of the year got hurt and things like that he's had a stellar year and what I love about him more than anything is his heart because the kid 
the other day chasing down. He, he throws the one mistake, one mistake, one pick, and then he chases the guy down. Ends up being a key stop for his team. And then you know they they hold Palmetto out of the end zone, end up getting the victory. But this kid just wills them to victories. And lately, their offense has been getting a little bit better. They're starting to show some signs of progress there. Their defense is very good. So Columbus can't – people can't just assume Columbus is going to roll this team and, and move on to the state semis again. I think this is going to be a big challenge, even though it is a tropical park. Assuming Davi plays because he did shake, get shaken up at the end of that game. He had a little bit of an ankle issue. So he says he's going to play. I mean, I don't question the willingness to be there, but, you know, we'll see if he's 100%. But, you know, Columbus, too. I mean, they're clicking again. Alberto Mendoza's back from his own injury. And that defense, that defense all year has been, you know, lights out for the most part. You know, they, even in the games that they lost, they were still they still kind of held their own. And that's going to be tough for, for a Western team to go in there and, and, and even get some kind of traction on offense. But we'll see. You know, it's the yeah. round of the playoffs. So, Kind of a defensive-oriented game, it seems like, anyway, yep. at the beginning – um, and we saw, obviously, Columbus when they played uh, New Orleans in the GMAC title game, basically without Mendoza, it was a one-dimensional team, and obviously uh, they couldn't move the ball, and they were kind of predictable and ended up losing. But uh, you, as you said, with Mendoza back, it gives them a, a more than one dimension. They still can run the ball. they got really good receivers. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, 3M. Uh, Miramar in Homestead in uh, in Region Four. This repeat of last year's game. Uh, Homestead once again uh, the number one seed in the region. They're ten and one. Uh, they've had uh, ironically lost to Palmetto, being their only loss. And Miramar seems like they've been coming on pretty strong over the last couple of weeks. You had a chance to see them a few weeks back uh, against American. Uh, Homestead had a little bit of a tussle. Last week with Southridge winning by uh, two while Miramar took care of the the third member of that district, uh, Belin Jesuit. Talk about this matchup. Yeah, the the key for Homestead all year has been limiting their mistakes because ever since the the first game of the season, they lose that one-point game to Palmetto where they had chance after chance and they – you know, commit 230 yards in penalties. I mean, you can't win a game. You shouldn't be able to win a game if you do that. And it seemed like that that mistake-prone team has been back off and on in recent weeks. So if they can if they can limit that, they should be okay, even against an improved Miramar team. But if that happens again, and they're committing those mistakes and 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 having like last week they had two kickoff returns by Isaac Brown called back on penalties, and you just can't have that because that's how they won last year's game. They jumped all over them, twenty to nothing, on a couple of big returns, and then kind of just protected the lead after that so that's huge for them if they can get off to a big start we know they're a very big play team that can do it on offense and defense they have all the talent in the world isaac brown cortez mills you know obviously you know josh townsend is the, the engine and on offense and then a bunch of playmakers on defense but if, if they they just can't do they just can't repeat the kind of performances they've had at some times this year because miramar will take advantage their defense is very good the question for them is going to be on the offensive end. They're kind of similar to Western in that sense. How much offense can they generate against the Homestead team? I mean, the recent weeks, they've been a little bit better. The Eric Nelson kid last week, uh, their wide receiver had like 230 yards receiving. They finally got the passing game going. But let's see if they can do that against Homestead. So if they can, yeah. they'll have a chance. If not, they could end pretty quick. 
I agree. Region 3, well, you got the defending three-time, four-time defending state champion, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, against uh, their 11-1. and one. The only loss was the beginning of the season, so they're on an 11-game winning streak. Against Coconut Creek, a team that uh, played very well all year. I think uh, they kind of started wearing down over the last couple weeks. They had a tussle against West Broward, or West Boca, rather. Um, their quarterback, Hayes, got a little banged up. N not sure how effective he's going to be. They're 10-2. They've had a great year. Uh, what do you see here? I mean, this is the one we've been waiting for weeks, right? I'm glad they got their shot at least because for ever since that close call with Chaminade, we've been wondering, can they do it? Can they somehow be the team that, that maybe throws a wrench into all this and upsets the the four-time state champion Aquinas? You know, if you would have asked me five weeks ago, I would have probably been more keen on it. I think in the last few weeks, I'm not saying it's impossible. They could, if, if they play well and they can keep it close maybe for a half, maybe. But it's more about the way St. Thomas has, has looked the last two months. Ever since that, that Coco game that everybody said they probably should have lost and you know, all the craziness that happened at the end, they've steamrolled everybody. I mean, I think they're only allowing maybe in the last seven or eight games, I think they're, I looked it up, they were averaging maybe like less than five points allowed. I mean, they're, they're obliterating teams kind of the way they used to. Even last week, I thought it might be a little more competitive with Ely and they destroyed them 40 to nothing. The depth is showing, the weapons on offense, their quarterback plays improved. I don't know. I, I, at this yeah. point, I, I, think, I, I kind of feel like St. Thomas is awake and off and running, and, and it's going to be hard for anyone to take them down at this point. Uh, like I said, if Creek, if Hayes is healthy and Creek can get some, you know, maybe, maybe force a turnover or two and, and keep themselves in the game for a half, they have a shot because they match up well up front. But I don't know. This, this Aquinas machine is rolling now. Yeah, and they, I mean, you're you're not four-time defending state champions for nothing, as they would say, and certainly they, yeah. they they find a way to, like we said last week when we were watching Central against Booker T. Washington, um, the good teams smell the blood in the water, you know? I mean, they, yep. at this time of year, it's just one of <laughs> oh, those yeah. things that, that, uh, that happens. You never, yep. you can't explain it. But uh, that's how you play winning football. Uh, Andre Fernandez joining us. Miami Herald breaking down Dayton Broward's playoffs in the region finals. We move into 2M and Met 2 Metro. Uh, region 4, and this is the game everybody's been looking for. Uh, they've been, <clears throat> you know, pointing towards this game for a long, long time. Uh, the last time New Orleans and Central met, New Orleans was up uh, down 20 nothing at halftime. Uh, but mm -hmm. then they rallied, and they've been pretty decent the rest of the way but remember this all three games that central lost were to undefeated teams by a total of 10 points and that includes the number one and two teams in the country so yeah. obviously you watched them last week they defensively i don't think there's a better front seven around i mean anywhere i mean they 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 attack you they could get you anywhere it was the offensive inconsistency uh but last week they uh seemed to put things together talk about that game because obviously that's that could be uh, probably the most talent-filled game in the entire state this week yeah, I mean, you, you talk about defensive fronts, and and if there's anyone better, I mean, the only one that might have an argument is the one that's going to be standing across from them on the other sideline on Friday night because Norland has a pretty stout one themselves. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting seeing how this has developed because at the beginning of the year, everyone was saying how Norland was just a you know a, a put together collection of talent, 
you know, mercenaries, whatever you want to call them. And they've galvanized as a team. I mean, those wins, even though they kind of escaped with a couple of them, they, they've really brought that. They've showed that they can win these games if everything clicks right and they play well and all that, all that stuff. And I don't think there'll be, you know, the intimidation factor, if there was any before, that's gone. They, they're confident now. But I think two keys. Like you said, the defensive front for Central, Norland's offensive line has to play better than it did the first time because they struggled in that game. They struggled in the game before that against Booker T that they also almost lost and gave up like eight sacks in that game. Right. So that, it's up to that old line to really stand up and really give Ennio because Ennio can make plays on the run, but you don't want him running for his life the whole game like he was the first time. And that's got to come through. I think an X factor in this game, honestly, is if Norland can also run the ball. They've got a good running back, Juan Rodriguez there. That's that's He sparked the comeback when they came back from 20 to nothing. So there's that. But the, the experience is going to be on central side, kind of similar to St. Thomas. You know, they're going for five in a row. They've been there, done that. They've won right. these battles before. Even when they've lost the regular season meeting, you know, back in the day, these, co- these coaches go back to the 2000s when they were at Northwestern, some of them. So they were, they know, they know how to win these games. Yeah. And that's the, that's, that could be the edge right there. It's just that experience, but something about central, like I've, I've told you, you know, off, you know, in, on the sidelines, so just something just doesn't seem like typical central this year. And I think it's the quarterback play. I think those guys, the same way I'm saying the old line for Norland has to step up. I think the quarterback play has to be on point this week, whether it's JC Evans, whether it's Antonio Smith, whichever, whichever guy is in there starting or playing, they yeah, both have no to be doubt. sharp. To pull Region three rematch of earlier this year, where uh, American Heritage just uh, took Gibbons apart. Uh, Gibbons obviously isn't the Gibbons of old. Uh, they come in as a new number two seed at nine and three against Heritage, who I think may be the most underrated team in South Florida. I don't think anybody takes them serious yeah. enough. But when you look at all the talent they lost. Uh, you know, Ennis, uh, top running back, uh, who's now starting at the college level for the University of Miami, a quarterback who did really well. I think Mike Smith has definitely uh, done an outstanding job. What do you see there? Well, for all the talk that Norland and Central both get, and deservedly so, like that's the one thing that could happen this year. It might. I mean, I'm saying it will, but it could happen where we're sitting there in Tallahassee going, wow, Heritage really did it. You know, because they are still so talented and they're going to have their yeah. shot probably to get there, assuming they clear. I mean, I, I can't see this game going any different than it did the first time because they really just showed a, a clear edge over Givens the first time. And yeah. unfortunately for Givens, you know, it's a good program and we know they've come a long way, but they're just, it, they didn't show it. They haven't shown it against elite teams this year. They've been, they've struggled to play, no, no. to even keep it competitive with Heritage, Chaminade, Clearwater Central Catholic, anyone on that level. So I don't think Heritage is going to have a problem in this game, but you're right. I think they, if they, assuming they do, they're going to put a, a, a they're going to have a tremendous opportunity, maybe even more than last year to, to win. Yeah, this no, game. I they're agree. Set. I agree. Yeah, they're set. Uh, and they're set real quick. They're set. They're set for the next two years because all those kids are sophomores, juniors, you know, even a couple of freshmen sprinkled in. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's wrap it up uh, with the 1M uh, Region 4. Number 2, Archbishop Carroll, 10-1 and one against number 1, True North uh, Academy at 9-2. And, and then uh, Region 3, number 2, West Palm Beach Cardinal Newman at 9-1 and one against the uh, defending world champion, uh, <laughs> Shamanah Madonna, 11-0. and 0. Uh, They haven't lost in a regular season in two years. Uh, how do those two games shape? 
Yeah, well, Newman will be the one team that can actually stay on the field with Chaminade and not get blown out by 50 in the, or, or something in this round, probably. I mean, you know, True North doesn't want to hear that, but I'm sure, you know, if you look at the talent Newman has, they built that over there uh, in Palm Beach, Coach Jack Daniels and, and his staff. But Chaminade, like you say, you call them the world champs. Yeah, you can hand them the belt probably. I mean, they're going to have a couple. They're on this one, and then, a, and then if they get, you know, assuming they get to the state final, another tough challenger but i think the bigger question with with them is the national title picture you know do we see a rematch with bishop gorman at the finish line like last year or how does the voting go if they run the table all that stuff you know so we're looking at that for Chaminade. on the other side true north is getting better and better the last few years you know the the talent they have if they can keep that squad together for another year or two they could be on the same. They could be getting closer and closer to, the, to being on level footing with some of the elite teams in town because you know J. Rock Lopez, Zach Katz. If those guys stick around, that's a that's a good solid nucleus of young players that's going to get. I them. agree. And, and this week, you know, this week with Carroll will be tough though because Carroll runs yeah, back, wing tee, control the clock and all that. But I think True North has a lot of firepower and it'll get make the difference. Before I let you go, Thursday's Thanksgiving. Uh, what what's got to be on your table um, Thursday? What what oh. one dish has got to be on your table? Well, as you, as you know, you know, at the Cuban side, I think you know there's a, the American side has the turkey and the gravy and all that, but we've got got to throw in some uh, black beans and rice and maybe some uh, platanos in there on, on the Cuban side too. Make it, make it, we always have like kind of like the best of both worlds on that day. So looking forward to it again. Right. Dre, I can't thank you enough, brother. We'll see you out there on All Day Friday. We'll spend the day together like we did uh, quite a few times this week. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you and your family. Tell Maggie uh, as well, and uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. Absolutely. Thanks, Larry. Same to you and yours, and we'll see you Friday. Good stuff. Andre Fernandez from the Miami Herald joining us, and uh, certainly uh, it's going to be a lot of fun time on Friday. University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute experts Treat athletes of all levels, elite pros, active adults, and youth athletes. Recover your game. Visit uhealthsportsmedicine.com. That's uhealthsportsmedicine.com. You know, throughout the entire season, you have found a fact that AutoNation will buy your car. It doesn't matter why you're letting it go or what you're searching for in your next automobile. AutoNation is paying top dollar for your vehicle, and you don't have to buy one from them. All football season long, you've made it a priority to contact AutoNation.com or stopping in uh, for a super easy appraisal. Now, that appraisal value you get is valid for seven days or 500 miles, whichever comes first. Best of all, you'll receive your payment right on the spot. Now, all transactions are subject to in-store verification, vehicle condition, and mileage. See store for details. Some restrictions may apply. What drives you drives us. At AutoNation. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of Ferguson football. Coach Gene Chu is next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 